Hey friend, I'm really excited for today's episode. You're going to hear my interview with the lovely Tara. She is a fellow podcaster and we met through the podcast community and I really feel that our missions are really, really aligned. We had a great chat. Let me give you a little bit of information about Tara before we get started on today's episode. So Tara is a career coach that specializes in helping ambitious women rediscover their happiness by overcoming work burnout. I really wanted to speak to Tara because that is something that I have certainly experienced myself and I know so many of you listening have probably been there too. Now Tara has an extensive human resources background, she's a wife, she's a mum, she's doing all of the things and since leaving her corporate job has made it her mission to help women take back control and start living life on their terms. I know you are absolutely gonna love Tara grab a pen and paper because she shares some amazing strategies in this interview. And if you love it, make sure you go and share it with someone, put it up on your social media or scroll down, leave me a review, go and connect with Tara. All of her information is in the show notes. Are you ready to dig in? Let's go. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Welcome Tara, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited and this is a topic that is really interesting. It's something that I have personally struggled with in the past and it's something that is always in the back of my mind and making hoping that I don't get back to that place again. So before we dig into all of the information all about burnout, let's get to know you first. Share maybe a bit about you, where you are in the world, um, your family. And I always love to hear something as well. It's kind of like a three-parter, really. Something that you love to do that isn't related to running a business and being a mom. My name is Tara Reinbold, and I am former human resources professional that essentially burned myself out. (laughs) And in doing so, I decided to ultimately leave the corporate environment and to take care of my mental health and to start to put my family first versus work first. And that's really what led me to become a career coach that specializes in helping women overcome burnout. And I am located in Michigan in the United States here. 
and I have two little girls. I have a three-year-old and I have an 18 month old. And actually that's part of the catalyst that kind of pushed me into taking charge in, in taking back control of my life was I was pregnant with my first daughter, Addison, the three-year-old at the time. And that's when I knew enough was enough. I had to start taking care of another human being. It wasn't about me anymore. (laughs) So that is kind of what led me to the journey that I'm at today. And then as far as what I like to do that has nothing to do with my business is one thing that mentally grounds me and always kind of has is running. Most people do not like running because they think it's kind of torturous, but it's one of those things that I absolutely love and I don't know what I would do without. <laughs> I love that. And obviously on a fitness podcast as well, we love talking about running. So you are in good company here. And I'm sure we're going to um, talk a little bit more about sort of some of the things that people can do to sort of help them avoid and maybe overcome burnout. And I'm guessing for you that, as you're saying, like running, like grounds you. Um, so can we just kind of rewind back to this, to where you were in, in the corporate world? And I can really relate to your story. So I was a teacher for 14 years, totally stressed out, always oh, ill, yeah. constantly like unwell, I'm feeling tired and worn out. With your situation, Did you know that you were hitting burnout? Like looking back now, obviously with the knowledge that you have, or do you think it was something that happened quickly or something that sort of was a progressive thing for you? It was definitely progressive. It definitely, and I I can get into this as we move along more, but ultimately what initiated and kickstarted me in to the burnout journey that I went down was I had high expectations for my career. And because of that, I felt like I had to prove myself. I felt like I had to take on things that necessarily didn't really fit into what it is that I even did all in an effort to climb the corporate ladder in order to get to my long-term goals. And that's ultimately what kickstarted me into burnout. But at the time when I was, you know, highly ambitious, very career driven, it never registered in that moment that that was the path that I was going down. I think it was probably a few years into actually being burned out that I realized that uh, I was letting my to-do list control my time and where I spent it because I oftentimes felt myself or found myself canceling plans with people you know, that uh, were dependent, depending on me, that were relying on me. I was no longer, you know, going to the doctors and, and scheduling things. I was no longer doing the things that I enjoyed. Running was just a here and there type of deal. And it wasn't anything that I prioritized. So I started to realize that I was burned out when I wasn't able to shut work off. I'd come home and it would still 
you know, be forefront of mine on the weekends, I would still be thinking about it. And I could never just really detach myself mentally from it. And that's when I knew that I was burned out, but it was definitely a journey to there. I was definitely in the in burnout, but didn't know it until I started to experience those very obvious signs. Yeah. And I can really resonate with what you just said about having like constantly adding extra things like the expectation on you to to do a little bit more, to do a little bit more, to progress up through your career. And I had that throughout the whole of my teaching career. It was always like, could you just do this? Could you do this extra after school club? Could you do like an, a lunchtime detention? Could you just, and all of these things just keep adding up, adding up and up. And you said about, you know, how you can't switch your brain off from work. And I was constantly at home thinking, oh gosh, I've, this child that I was looking after. And I think, it, as you said, it's something that happens over time, but it's almost like we're expected to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's part of, having a career and the job description if you like of you know this extra bit that you have to do that's expected of you and if you're walking out the door when school finishes or you know when you should be going home it's frowned upon yeah I you hit the nail on the head I think that we have this you know, depiction in this story in our minds of, I should be doing this. I should be doing that because maybe we see everybody else doing it, or we just feel this extra layer of, you know, that's just what's expected. You know, I know my job description says I leave it this time, but that's not the reality. And I have proof that that's not the reality because, all my fellow teachers here are in the same boat as I am. So, (laughs) so yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head right there. Let's talk, we're kind of using this word burnout, but have you got a really clear definition for us of what, what you think, how you would describe burnout? Yeah, actually, I like to go over two. (laughs) So the first one is a state of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion that's created by chronic stress. And what I mean by chronic stress is ultimately the stress never lets up. You know, oftentimes stress is actually, it can be a good thing that helps motivate us to get things done and it can actually be a motivator. But if we are always in that constant state of stress, over time, it's going to mentally, you know, drain us. And then naturally when we're, our thoughts are mentally draining and can be necessarily negative, it'll propel us into these emotions like frustrated, angry, um, this negative space. And over time, your body starts to feel physically exhausted. So that's why I like this definition, because definitely it starts with our minds that then propel us into these emotions and naturally our bodies start to feel it. The next definition that I like to bring up is the literal definition of burnout, which is a fire that is destructive of something because oftentimes people don't actually realize that they're in burnout until they see the destruction and the very obvious signs in their life versus noticing 
the gradual process like we just talked about this gradual process that that you were mentioning and like identifying the signs I mean that kind of leads in perfectly to what I'm going to ask you next which are what do you think are the warning signs what should if someone's listening to this podcast right now and they're thinking okay well I I can hear that definition maybe this is what's going on are there any signs that could be like real clear warning signs for them Absolutely. So I'll start with phase one. Phase one, typically you're finding yourself very future focused and therefore you're in, you know, you have this belief that you need to prove yourself. Therefore you take on more. So essentially in that phase, phase one, you're typically, you're very effective, productive, efficient, but what's happening is you just keep adding to your plate and then that really ultimately propels you into phase two, where your to-do list ultimately is kind of taking over your thought process. That's when your mind goes to, oh, wow, if only I can get X, Y, and Z done, I'll be satisfied. So you oftentimes start finding yourself, as I mentioned, canceling plans. You find yourself um, no longer taking care of your own needs, such as your hobbies, going to the gym, even going to the grocery store, because you're so focused on that one thing that has your whole attention that essentially is burning you out. So another indicator that you're in phase two is that when, before the work week starts, you start to feel that anxiety, that physical dread of, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work. I can't do it. And your mind starts to kind of catalog, oh my gosh, I have so much to do and I don't have enough time to do it. And that's typically a lot of times where you'll see it in the symptoms you'll see in phase two, oftentimes here too, you're going to find yourself being just trying to distract yourself and trying to numb the, um, what you're the negativity that you might be experiencing, such as doing a lot of scrolling on social media, binge watching Netflix on the weekends, not necessarily having a life outside of, whatever is burning you out and trying to numb it. So oftentimes people turn to, oh, I'm just so stressed. I deserve a glass of wine. This is going to help me unwind. So that's another example. Yeah. What about <laughs> the, um, it was like one of the ones I often hear from women in my community with is actually food. So like numbing themselves oh, yeah. with food, like ice cream and stuff like that. Absolutely. And that's another way to distract yourself is, oh, I, I have this amazing Ben and Jerry's in the, in, in the freezer. Let's go grab that. I've had a rough day. I deserve this, right? You'll see that. And a, another big indicator too, is that you might have trouble sleeping or you'll wake up in the middle of the night and your mind starts, you know, to tick again of all the things that you have to do. And then typically the next phase after a while of your to-do list, feeling like it's controlling your life, you start to get frustrated naturally. And then you move into phase three, which is the victim phase. And you start to blame your circumstances for your reality. So it's my boss. It's just the company culture. My colleagues don't, you know, pick up their end of the, the, the plate. So I have to do everything. So 
what you're doing essentially is blaming everyone else for your reality. And at this point, you're really, you can't see the bright side of things and you only focus on the negative. Oftentimes that is another big indicator that you're in this phase. And this phase is when you're easily frustrated with something pops up, you have interruptions or a change in plans. You're, you're going to be easily annoyed, frustrated, and your emotions may get the better of you. (laughs) So that's what that looks like. And then phase four, that's when you start to know that, Hey, I am in burnout and I need to change my situation, but you don't really feel like there's any light at the end of the tunnel because, um, maybe you've tried things in the past to manage your time better and nothing has worked. So you know, you need to make a change, but you don't know how you don't know where to start. This is the area where you feel like you're really inadequate in, in every area, because not only is it maybe affecting your career, it's affecting your personal life. It's affecting your physical health, your mental health. So you kind of feel like your world is collapsing and that's where the burnout definition of a total destruction of something, um, that's where that definition rings true. Oh, thank you for all of those. And I'm sure there might be people listening to some of those explanations that you've just given who are thinking, okay, right, I recognize some of those things in myself. What kind of things um, should they you know, is it, do people sort of go from like phase one straight to phase four or, or is it like a gradual process that you can sort of see yourself working through? It's definitely a gradual process. Typically you don't see anyone going into total burnout just due to the fact, like, you know, from ambition to total burnout, just for the mere fact that, um, along the way from phase one to phase four, typically because, you know, the things that propel us or initiate burnout is you wanting, wanting to help people, wanting to make a big difference, wanting to make that impact. Um, and then also the ambition typically can initiate the burnout cycle of, I really have, I want to climb the ladder. I want to have a successful business, right? Whatever it may be. So ultimately, typically what will happen is we'll see results. We'll see the fruits of our labor, such as, okay, me trying to prove that I can handle more responsibility than translates into maybe you getting a promotion or you getting a raise or something to that degree. So you're seeing the fruits of your labor. So what you're doing essentially is you're validating, you're confirming that what you're doing is working. So along the way, when you notice that your performance is going up and down and that something's off, typically we go into this mode of, I'm going to be able to fix it. I've been able to fix it in the past. I've been able to have success with this in the past. So therefore I'm going to be able to fix it. So naturally we don't ever think that we're the culprit. We don't typically ever come to that conclusion until all, um, 
everything has kind of been exhausted. And that's why in total burnout, you've blamed your circumstances. You've had, you've been run by your to-do list. You've had the results. And then now it's, you're coming to the reality that you do need help. You do need to make a change because you're starting to see the consequences to your reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It does really make sense. And I think it's really great that we're having this conversation because often, as we said right at the beginning, we think that this is just part of normal life or we get to a point where we're like, oh, okay, well, I've done this and I've tried this and then this has sorted it out and actually you're in a different phase or things are looking different. So when people are trying to overcome burnout and if they're listening to this and thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm in stage two, or perhaps I'm in stage one, like what are the most common traps that people fall into if they're trying to overcome burnout? The most, the three most common traps are number one, to magically fix their situation. But the issue and the reason why time management strategies are a trap, specifically when you're in burnout, is that number one, your performance diminishes. So what once took you 15 minutes now is going to take you longer because you're not firing at hundred percent. You're not firing on all cylinders, but the high achiever part of you, that part of the brain is saying, oh, well, it only takes 15 minutes, but it doesn't. So you're inaccurately gauging how long it's going to take you to complete things. So that's one issue with time management strategies. And then the second issue that is happens specifically when you're in burnout is that because you're mentally and you're physically and emotionally exhausted on some level, your ability to follow through and stay consistent, it's, it's very sporadic. And therefore, as you know, if you're going to inconsistently apply a strategy, you're going to get inconsistent results. So that's why that is an issue with time management strategies. And lastly, time management strategies is not going to stop you from saying yes to people when they come to you asking you, can you do this? Can you do that? And it's not going to give you the ability either to say, no, I can't do that <laughs> because I, 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 if I do, then I need help over here or we need to reprioritize. So it doesn't help you set up boundaries. It doesn't help you to say no. So that's why it's a trap, but I, as I've seen it in human resources We've had many teams that were very successful with implementing time management strategies. And then we've had others that were not, you know, successful. And the reason is because not everyone's following it consistently. So time management strategies, they work and they work well, but you have to pick the one that makes the most sense for you on an individual, like how you best work. And then number two, you have to actually consistently follow them. So it's definitely something that I like to introduce to my clients on the back end, but it's not something that we focus on the front end because you're not going to see the results that you want. So that's one trap. The second trap is self-care tactics. And again, tactics like self-care of, I need to add in a walk or I need to uh, do some meditation. 
those things do work, but you have to be consistent in order for them to work. And then also the only issue too with self-care is that a lot of times people will try new things that they've never tried before because they're just trying to fix their situation. And whenever you're trying something new, you're adding an element of stress because there's a learning curve. You've never done it before. And therefore that's why oftentimes people get frustrated and they blame the, the tactic like, oh, this just doesn't work. But the reality is, is they're not necessarily picking the right one and two, they're in burnout. So their ability to follow through isn't there and therefore it's inconsistent. So Again, they're going to get inconsistent results and self-care tactics work, but it's just not where you start at when you're in burnout. (laughs) And then third is everything. I've tried everything. So I'm just going to change. I'm going to change my job. I'm going to change departments because it's my boss. I'm just going to go back to corporate because my, this owning my own business thing isn't working. Right. So we blame our circumstance and we just say, it's time for a change. I'm going to move on to the next, but typically what happens is you find yourself in the same situation again, because you're following the same habits that led you and walked you right into burnout. Oh, sorry. You are speaking my language here. These are like the things I say to the ladies that listen to me. Consistency, thinking about how long it's going to take you to do certain things. And I link that to cycle thinking and where you are in your cycle and your ability to do certain things better at certain times of your cycle. And then also self-care, because I think there is this whole sort of uh, you look on social media and there's this sort of social care um, self-care sorry of you know let's go to a spa for the whole day but like that's like it's almost like you're you know sticking a sticky plaster over something and I'm sure you would probably agree with me like self-care is something that is something you're going to be consistent with and something that you're like you actually want to do and is is not just like okay well all of my problems are going to be solved if I just go for a massage once a month right absolutely it's not I mean of course it's nice to have a massage right it's nice to go to the spa but if it's not going to help you you know rejuvenate your mind and get you into that headspace where you're able to handle the ups and downs that are inevitably going to happen in life, the frustrations that we encounter on a daily basis, right? Like you can be having the best day and then five minutes later, everything comes crashing down. And if you're not having the right self-care or the right mindset, then you're not going to be able to stand steady when, when those things come crashing down. So that's the type of self-care that you need. Uh, but oftentimes, as you mentioned, you see all these people on Instagram and doing all these things and you're like, oh, well, that's what I need to do. But yet it's not necessarily the best fit for you individually. (laughs) So we've spoken about the traps that people fall into when they're trying to overcome burnout have you got any tips for people um let's start off with in terms of like avoiding burnout and then maybe like as a second part to that like overcoming it absolutely so one thing that I would say 
it's actually, it's one in the same avoiding burnout. And also, well, actually I'll give you two different tips for avoiding burnout. I would have to say the first, um, the first recommendation that I would have is get to know yourself. What do you like to do? What rejuvenates you as an individual? As I mentioned, I like running. It helps me tap into that mental strength that I need in order to get my mind right. Additionally, I like to do praying. I like to do journaling. So these are some of the things that automatically will help me get into the right mindset so that when things do happen throughout the day, throughout the week, you know, it's just a bump in the road. It's not the end of the world. Whereas before I tapped into these things, um, you know, it would send me down this doom and gloom mindset that I was unable to get out of. So you need to know yourself and what works for you. And that that's one thing that I would say absolutely is going to help you prevent burnout. And then two, you have to make room in your day for time for yourself to do that. You have to refill your cup day in and day out, because I know one thing that prevents us from ever getting the help that we need, um, essentially is we think, oh, well, I don't have enough time for myself. I have to take care of my kids. I have a job. I have this. But the reality is, is if you don't take the time to make time for yourself, then you're showing up um, not present when you're with your family, with your friends. And then that's going to put you on this hamster wheel of, oh, you could have done better. It's clear that you weren't, you know, being the best mom there. You weren't being the best spouse. So it's so important to know who you are and then do more of what refills your cup so that you don't get into burnout. And then another thing that I like to mention too here is, in order to show up your best, whether it's, you know, in your career as a mother, as a wife, or, or whatever it is that you want to show up as your best, you need to have that white space to be able to think creatively. So it's important to be able to tap into that. And that's part of the secret sauce to you being good at what you do. So whether you're in corporate or you own your own business, you need to make time for that creative space and to tap into that uh, in order for you to show up and tap into that true potential. So that's one thing that I would say in order to prevent burnout. Now, to answer your question about overcoming burnout, the first step is always becoming aware of A, that you're in burnout and B, figuring out what led you to burnout ultimately. So what are the root causes? So for most people, you see uh, some version of the same, of people pleasing, of perfectionism, of this need to make a difference to help people, right? So, or this unwillingness to ask for help, because if I ask for help, it's going to look like I'm incapable or that I'm not doing my job and I'm worried about the consequences to that. So it kind of all leads back to people pleasing in some way, shape or form, but it's important for the individual that is in burnout 
to really identify how did I get here? Where did this start? Why do I have these beliefs that if I don't, you know, stay past five every day and I don't work my butt off that I'm not going to, you know, achieve more and that I'm going to lose the trust of my colleagues. Why am I thinking this? They have to kind of come to the conclusion of like, what thinking patterns led me here? How did I walk into burnout? So that's ultimately the starting point. And then after you really identify your you know, individual root causes, then it's time to focus on creating a life that you want and start focusing on changing your habits to creating that life. Like huge, huge amounts of information there. And just going back to the first thing that you were talking about, like the prevention, I loved what you said about how running is your thing. And there might be somebody listening to this going, I hate running. And that's right. not go- that's not going to be something that is going to fill their cup. If it's like a torture to you, right. that's not and just because, you know, like I don't know, Sheila on Instagram's like, hey, you should go running and it's so good and it's going to help you prevent burnout. Well, you know, Tara's saying to you, that's not true. Like you've got to find the things that work for you. And if you'd rather go for a walk with your dog, then do that. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. You need to tap into the things that refuel you, you know, like I remember when I was doing my exercise to try to figure that out. It's like, Oh, I love nature. And so, but I love running too. So I can, I compare the two, I can go for a run in the park, but like you said, that might be torturous for someone and someone else might really love to listen to music or write music, whatever it is, whatever lights you up you know, uh, dive into that. And one thing I will mention too, is that sometimes people are like, well, I don't know what lights me up. What my suggestion would be to get out a journal and just let your mind wander, just write whatever comes to mind. And if you don't have a clear answer, that's okay. But, you know, follow your curiosity and, if you think, oh, well, I might, I might like swimming. Well, then why don't you go try it out? And if you hate it, then, you know, that's not it. Then move on to the next, but, you know, follow your curiosity and give your mind the time and space to allow you to explore. What could I like? What are my options? What did I like when I was a kid? You know, what am I good at? What do I enjoy? And again, you might not have a clear answer, but the, the gold is in giving your, yourself the time to think that through and then follow that curiosity and, and eliminate, you know, whatever doesn't work for you and then keep up whatever does fulfill you. Yeah. And I also loved how you said about giving yourself white space and it really brought to mind because I know I see other people who, when they're talking like time management strategies, they have to like have something in every single hour in their schedule. And I'm always saying to the ladies that I work with, you know, let, let's put some things here and put some things there, but let's leave some white space in your calendar so that you don't feel like you have to be somewhere every single moment of the day. Oh, so that's so true too, because if you think about it, you know, if you have something scheduled for every hour of the day, right, 
your mind a lot of times is going to be thinking about, oh, what do, what do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? And you're not necessarily going to be fully present in what you're currently doing. And that just puts extra pressure on, it, on you, doesn't it? Because you've always got this like running to do list in your head. I mean, what an amazing amount of information we've had from you today. And like, it's just it's a massive topic, which is why Tara has a podcast all about it. So if people want to hear a bit more from you and they want to hear a bit more about burnout and, you know, some strategies and things to help them with that, tell us where they can find you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me on the Burnout to Bless podcast. I'm also, if you want to connect with me on a more personal level, I am on Facebook under Tara Reinbolts, and you can connect with me there or on LinkedIn. I, I um, am highly visible on those places and then as well as my podcast, the Burnout to Bless podcast. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing such amazing information with us and thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me Sarah it's been an honor to be here I appreciate it how amazing was that episode I hope you loved Tara I'm sure you did as much as I did go and connect with her all of her links are in the show notes and don't forget it would mean everything to us if you left a review on this podcast or if you took a screenshot and shared it in your social media have an amazing day i look forward to connecting with you in the next episode thank you for listening hope you like it leave my mummy a review